Welcome to A Flash of Beauty, the podcast, an audio experience dedicated to the further exploration of Bigfoot and the people Bigfoot has revealed itself to. What started as a documentary of personal narrative encounter stories and expert testimony has now shifted into a deeper inquiry into the forever changed lives of those that have witnessed firsthand this hidden truth. My name is Tobe Johnson co-producer of Flash of Beauty Bigfoot Revealed. Join me along with the crew and creators of this doc, director Brett Eichenberger, producer Jill Rimmen-Snyder, and cinematographer Michael Ferry, as we go back into the trees to sit down once again with each guest in search of the truth, no matter how strange. Here we are again. We're back. I'm Tobe Johnson, as I said, and with me again is cinematographer Michael Ferry, producer Jill Remensnyder, and our director, Brett Eichenberger, fresh back from a nightmare on a airline. Can we say the airline at all? Is it American Airlines? Uh, yeah, they are not <clears throat> a sponsor of this podcast tonight. You're and lucky to be with us here. You, you choose other airlines. <laughs> they suck but I, we will give a glowing review to alaska airlines they're the best that's so the I'm way i will be east of the rockies uh, they do fly east of the rockies but not as much as they do in the west coast anyways this that's is your what... captain speaking please put your tray <laughs> tables and seat backs in their upright and locked position and prepare <laughs> for a crash landing <laughs> <laughs> you guys were in vegas you stayed there for some people, that sounds like a dream vacation overnight, but uh, in your case, you got landlocked there. Your luggage took off north somewhere, and you had the mind. I think you had the wherewithal to chip it. Did you have an air tag ready to go? I had an air tag, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to see where it was this morning, and I, I tracked it over mm -hmm. Alturas, California, mm -hmm. which is prime Bigfoot country. If you don't know where Alturas, California is, it is in north, extreme northeastern California, near Lassen Peak, oh. the famous Lassen area, kind of not too far from Susanville. And also what is out there, and I've actually been out there a couple of times, is the Allen Disk Array that belongs to SETI. The search for extraterrestrial intelligence is in that area up in Hat Creek, the Hat Creek Observatory, which I highly recommend if you're in the Hat Creek area to go and check out. They have a gift shop you can get a mug and a pencil and you can help them search for aliens it's pretty pretty sweet okay hat creek I went off. jill mike how are you guys doing well i i was with brett so i i'm still recovering from that whole travel nightmare but um just to add to that just to really kind of it wasn't just that we got stuck in vegas it was the fact that we had been we we were in charlotte north carolina and we'd been filming morning and afternoon in a very hot humid uh conditions uh, in a machining a, a machine shop basically this dirty so we were pretty grimy and gross by the time we were at the airport and so it was a, it was it was living in those clothes and not having yeah, it, it was rough. Yeah. And I just, I also got to say too that Las Vegas, Nevada is the polar opposite 
If there was ever a polar opposite of the big ideal Bigfoot environment, it's Las Vegas, Nevada. Like, couldn't be more different. Couldn't be more opposite. And the and the interesting thing is is that that there is probably just as much weirdness happening in Las Vegas as there is in a Bigfoot environment. So in plain sight too. In plain sight. Weirdness and basketball right now. Me and Brad are huge basketball fans, and summer league is going on. I can't believe you didn't stay down there for another I know. day. I know. Mike, no. <laughs> I did There's say, a huge game on of... Sunday. It's Scoop, it's Scoop versus Wembenyama. Yeah. But I, did see a lot of, I did see a lot of Bigfoot candidates. I did see a lot of dudes that were like <laughs> seven feet tall. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Actually, you know, um, Mel Skahan, a flash of beauty, told me that uh, him and his wife had an incredible counter northeast of nevada on the utah border really and it was an incredible back and forth tent touching similar to what was described with larry turner um yeah so there is some uh what do they call the sasquatch in the desert out there like the they have a name um sand squatch i think it's sandman i think it might be sand i mean that's good right the sandman yeah yeah it's I cool country, it. man. I, I recommend everybody once in their life drive through the middle of Nevada. Mm-hmm. It's the best stargazing anywhere almost. Yeah. It's incredible. Can we mention anything about uh, that area yet as far as anything coming up or is it too soon in September? Can we mention that oh, no. later? We're going to say we're going to say right now that the world premiere of a flashy beauty paranormal Bigfoot is occurring at Phenomicon in Vernal, Utah. Official world premiere. Six, the official world premiere. And so who, what, who, who goes to this said Phenomicon? Is it people no one's ever heard of or what kind of people show up? Oh, man. If you're not there, then you're not serious about the paranormal. No, I'm kidding. I'm sort of kidding. But um. This show is not endorsed by them. I'll also also say that. But Jill and I have been attending the last couple of years. Um, and uh, if you're a fan of Skinwalker Ranch, I highly recommend it. The Blind, Blind Frog Ranch folks are going to be there this year. Um, apparently, I, I've heard rumors that that show is coming back. If you're a fan of that show, that show will be coming back. Um, and so, th- therefore, they are bringing back Dwayne and, and some of the cast members of that show. So they'll be there. But... But you can kind of get up close and personal with, you know, folks like Russ Accord. Um, so if you're a Bigfoot fan, I, Dr. Meldrum's been in, been there in the past. He's not going to be there this year. Um, but Russ Accord and um, um, all the expedition big yeah, all the expedition people uh, cast. Um, Is there going to be anybody taking a nap there? Is there a, perhaps a George nap? George nap is going to be there, of course. Um, I mean, but that's a huge get. If you haven't hung with the yeah. master of nighttime radio and you haven't uh, been connected with with George, in particular, his investigative journalism out of Nevada, the original mobster investigator turned UFO uh, journalist, really, um, you know, I can't wait to possibly pick his brain about Angel and the ETs on the excavator. There's some incredible conversations. There's a chance to have breakfast with more than us there at Phenomicon. So we hope to see you there. There's morning chats with the likes of this, the whole crazy crew of Kitten Caboodle of Skinwalker Ranch. 
And so we hope to see you out in Phenomicon in September for the world premiere of A Flash of Beauty Paranormal Bigfoot. Uh, I want to interject here. Um, We had uh, a death, so I want to say some prayers and thoughts and prayers to the family of the Ackleys, also known as Sarah Claudia Ackley in particular, who is... um, She's a pretty well-known Bigfoot witness, I believe, out of Northern California. And um, when I interviewed her back when I did Strange Brow Radio, she wanted to go by codename Sarah. And so I put a link up on the Facebook channel. You can go find an old episode titled Sarah, They Come Inside on Strange Brow Radio. But um, anyway, thoughts and prayers to the Ackley family. And, um, you know, she's a lot like the witnesses that we have in part one and part two. Started off, I believe, with her and her daughter seeing one in a park in California uh, or near a park and then entering into the stranger and stranger stuff as as it progressed. So um, a shock to the system. Yeah. And, and, and just another footnote to that. Ed Brown was the MC of Phenomicon. And uh, that's Claudia's... Uh, significant other i think they were um boyfriend girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, i don't i don't know the entire relationship there but, the, but right. they're important in each other's lives and so uh thoughts to ed thoughts and, well. yeah. yeah ed brown i'm glad you said his name because i was trying to to find out uh who that was but i uh i think i remember that now and ed's been in this too for a while so yeah. uh, my condolences ed and everybody involved with that. We have a doozy of an episode for you today. Our guest is JR, Jeff Rohn, the postman. And man, we talk about it all here. We get into a little bit of everything. Um, we get into uh, discussions of twin flames and 10 foot shadows and DNA. We even talk about God. I think. Ted Nugent was brought up briefly by me. So if you want to go all the way around the world with us, no taboo topics here at A Flash of Beauty, the podcast. But what do you guys think of our talk with Jeff? Did we ever find out why the postman always rings twice or did we? You You know, I tried, I tried that joke with Jeff and I think he's all wrung out. (laughs) He's, (laughs) he's been plagued with that as much as I've been plagued with, uh, Toby one Kenobi or, you know, all, all the code names, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, What'd you guys think of the episode? Amazing. I think we broke new ground. I did. I, I I think, I think this was a a really good episode. I think people are going to love it. I think, uh, there's definitely some subject matter we have not really gotten into and talked about, but was but we needed to. And um, I think there's still a little something for everyone here. It was interesting to me because his interview in the documentary was rather short. Um, and it was just awesome to really dive into his experience and, and hear a little bit more about it. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize how many paranormal um, experiences he'd had. You know, Jill talks about, talking to him after the interview and I'm probably packing up gear and, and they're talking about all these crazy experiences. And so it was fun to get, fun to get into that. Look, I'll be honest. When I, when I, in the interview, when I asked him to share um, some of the other things he's seen, um, 
what he didn't bring up, and we'll save this for another show or maybe another documentary. Who knows? Um, we were talking about Dogman, and I was hoping, I was hoping we had, uh, I was hoping that would come up. It did not. We'll put a pin in that one. Circle sorry, back later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. I've been an advocate. Zone. I've been an advocate for Dogman. But no one will yeah, come yeah. to my aid. I, I will come to your aid uh, <laughs> on that someday, Jill. In some way, I'll I'll come with uh, you know a collar and a leash, and I will go there with you. Um, <laughs> I wish I could say more, but um, I'll save this for a future episode. I'll tease it out. There's stuff happening in Agnew, Port Angeles area of the Dogman variety. And let's just say that it's really close to home. And I just found that out about six hours ago. So um, this move I'm making, we're going to see what happens here. Probably nothing, but there's stuff outside my door here that I think is all going to add up to a property that was meant to be. So anyway, I'll tease that out. Let's get to our interview with uh, Superstar Postman. By the time you hear this episode, he'll be less than a month out from retiring. So a retirement episode here for our guest of Flash of Beauty, Jeff Roan. With us here now is guest and I guess feature star of a Flash of Beauty. This is Postman Jeff Roan. Hello, Jeff. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Hey, it's good to hear your voice again. And what I'll tell the audience right out of the gate is that it's a small community. And once in a while, you're going to hear some uh, old friends uh, chime in here that people didn't necessarily know that uh, Jeff and I uh, had a little Bigfoot history together. But, um, you know, Jeff has had me out uh, at his place, which is a hot spot. In this case, it was out near the Lewis River in Yakult which is an interesting area if anyone ever gets a chance. I think best known for that area, not only as a hot spot, Jeff, you would agree, for yourself, but including the likes of Wes Germer of uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, mm -hmm. where they had their sighting on the Lewis River as well. So yeah. good, to, good to have you here with us. And, of course, yeah. again, there's uh, Brett, Jill, and Mike with us here. But, hey... We, um, we all want to know, we saw your footage in A Flash of Beauty. It's kind of an on-the-spot, grab-your-phone moment where you're having a fresh sighting in northern Idaho circa 2021. Summertime footage, uh -huh. also rocking my old Oregon Sasquatch Symposium t-shirt. I appreciate the plug. But um, mm -hmm. get into what we see there in the river because... As you're talking yeah. about this fresh sighting that's happening, um, then uh, you pan over to the left and uh, you have some incredible footage of what appears to be after a, a brief sighting of a stick structure on the rocks. But uh, tell people a little bit about that and then get into how you got into this whole thing called Bigfooting. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well, the stick structure was not to the left it was before we got to the actual uh spot that jim or elk we call him uh his spot that we go big for that it, it was before he got there but that was a pretty cool weird thing um the six structure anyway but uh um 
So it wasn't really, it wasn't anywhere near where I had the siding. But uh, so anyway, it was during the heat wave of July. Well, it was the end of June. I I, I went to Orofino, Idaho. Well, oop, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, to visit Jim. And then we took off from there and went up uh, to his Bigfoot spot. And, you know, it was 118 degrees. And we got up there and the horse flies were biting us all over the place. And I probably killed a hundred of them with my, with my hat, my baseball cap. And then the next morning we got up and, you know, about six o'clock in the morning and, and made some coffee. And Jim looked at me and said, Hey, do you want to get the hell out of here? I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And, and it says like, I tell you what, I'll take you these back roads up through Superior, Montana, and we'll go through Missoula and I'll show you these back roads and we'll come back to Orofino. I'm like, that sounds like a fun day trip to me. And so we packed up camp, didn't take long. And it was about 7.30 in the morning. We took off uh, from camp and I took my iPhone out and I said, you know what? I'm going to video along the creek and I bet I'm going to get a big, big foot. And, um, and I did that for like five seconds. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to get evidence. I don't want to do this. And then I told Jim, I said, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we got down the road a half a mile and there'd be a family Bigfoot standing there talk, uh, looking at us. Well, two tenths of a mile down the road, I'm looking at in the creek and I see this humongous black thing bending over in the creek like it's getting water or picking something out of the creek. And I said, Jim, stop. There's a huge effing, well, first I said moose. And I go, I don't mean moose. I, I mean Bigfoot. And he stopped backed up. He goes, oh, I see it too. And so I probably saw it maybe a total of 10 seconds. And he probably saw it a total of five seconds. And while we, while we both watch it, 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 it looked like it was like, oh, I got caught. And it stood up and looked toward us. It was a big black figure. I couldn't see the details. I couldn't see, you know, facial or anything, but it was, I could see the body. It was dark black. It was just humongous. The shoulders were so big. And, uh, and it looked up at us and went like, uh oh, it exit stays right. Just, pew, you know, gone in a flash. Therefore, Flash of Beauty, which wasn't, you know, why they named that documentary that. But it was gone. So I hopped out right away. I hopped out of the truck because I wanted to document my feelings and what I saw immediately just to preserve it. So so there's how the you know the footage came about. Okay. Yeah. And it's amazing footage. And again, you're on motorcycle, you're on comms through like your helmets, is that right? Or what do you I know you no, like no, riding bikes. Oh no, we're we're in a we're in uh, Jim's uh, Toyota pickup. Okay, I thought you were like leading yeah. a caravan on your bikes. No, no. Okay. And I'm I'm in the passenger seat, but we got the windows down, and and I'm like leaning over, kind of mm. looking out the window on his side, and, mm. and it was on the driver's side where I saw mm. it. But I, you know, if even if I would have had a video or, in, or even a better camera, and you know, sitting in the pickup truck bed with a camera, aiming it on the on the creek and recorded it and put it out there people would go like yeah whatever that's a blob you know it, it, you, you just can't you, you can't go looking for evidence like that it's just never going to turn out and i didn't care i saw what i saw jim saw it and uh and it, it was real and it was it was amazing and so then um so then we took 
took these uh, roads up to Superior, Montana, and that's when I first got uh, cell service. And I, of course, texted my daughter and my son and a couple of close friends. And then I called Joe Dealart. And I told him what I saw. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited for you, man. And then uh, about two days later, he emailed me and said, hey, there's uh, uh, some friends, uh, a documentary team, Jill and and and, uh, and Brett, that interviewed me. And I told him about you. And, and that's how they got a hold of me. Well, pause. And, uh, so you know Joe Bielart, one of the future or one of the previous guests from Flash of Beauty. We interviewed Joe. Yeah. He's the author of Oregon Bigfoot Highway. Um, yeah. How do you know him again? Uh, yeah, uh, Joe and I met. Um, I, I'm his mailman at the moment. And, You're his uh, mailman. Okay. I love it. Yeah, I delivered mail, and I actually knew him. Uh, uh, I didn't know he was in the Bigfoot until uh, I did some research on the internet way back in the day, and his name came up, and, and I was like, wait a minute. I know that guy. And anyway, so... Uh, I ended up talking to him at the mailbox and, and we started chatting and we went out, uh, in the woods a couple of times together. And then, uh, I had some experiences, um, in the woods at a place I called camp broken arrow out past, uh, Bagby hot springs down the Clackamas uh, river. And then, uh, uh, or the, uh, in, I won't say the exact location, but anyway, um, and so he he wrote a book, you know, like you said, called the uh, uh, Bigfoot uh, Highway, uh, whatever. Anyway, so I'm in Chapter 52, and, and you know you know what Area 51 is, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah. he put me in he put me in Chapter 52, which was like another area of high weirdness, uh, Bigfoot related stuff. Anyway, so I I wrote a little bit for his book and that of some experiences we had of as far as some strange stuff that happened with some of uh, the guys that were camping with this. And uh, it, it's in the book. It's, it, it's kind of hard to go into detail right now, but uh, anyway, so yeah, so that's how Joe and I met. And, and so we chit chat every once in a while at the mailbox and, uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're still, you know, we're pretty good friends. Yeah. I grabbed a copy of the book when you said that. So I, now I'm, I had to, I, I'm going to have to dog ear it so I can read that because I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were in the book. Oh yeah, 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 and uh, and it it the story that happened. We had a friend that was we uh, back in the day. Um, I met a lot of people on Autumn Williams' website, uh, OregonBigfoot.com. That's how pretty much Toby and I met, and uh, and she brought a lot of people together, and uh, I organized an outing, and I. I, I took a guy named uh, Tom out there and he had, he was in really poor health and Jim, uh, my buddy from, you know, Idaho, he was with me and, and a bunch of us met at my spot out past Bagby hot springs. And I said, Jim, Tom looks like he's in really bad health. I, I think we're going to have to carry him out here in the back of your pickup. He looks like he's ready to die. Well, the, two nights or it was either two or three nights he he experienced like healing in his tent there was vibrations and light and a presence of something in, in his tent and and a, a gal named sue was with him in the tent looking after him and 
we heard these weird things all night long. And in the next morning, uh, I, 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 when Tom finally came out of the tent, I said, Tom, what were you and Sue doing walking around the camp last night? He said, we hear, we heard talking and it was, it was Tom and Sue's voices. We couldn't make out what they were saying, but you could tell there was some kind of concern in the, in the tone. And, and I woke Jim up and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And he heard the same thing. And we just went back to sleep. Well, anyway, the next morning I asked Tom, what were you guys doing walking around like at three o'clock in the morning? He goes, I wasn't walking around. This is the first time I've been out of my tent since last night. And he said, you wouldn't believe what happened. So a couple hours later, we're all sitting around. He said, Hey, you know, there was this, there was this light outside the tent, a vibration in my chest. And there was like healing down in my heart. And the guy the next day was walking around without, without his walker. And he looked like he was like 20 years younger. And it happened again the second night. And he looked like he was another 10 years younger. And it was like, there was some healing stuff going on uh, that those two nights. And uh, I don't know if it was Bigfoot related, but it was certainly there was something going on in those woods. And uh, I think that's what's in the in the book that you were just holding up. And uh, and that's just only part of the crazy stuff that I've experienced out in the woods. I've I, I've had more of that kind of experience than I've had like sightings. But it it I'm telling you, man, it it, it really happened. And the guy looked like he was on his deathbed, and then he looked like he was 30 years younger after two nights. Crazy stuff. Wow. That's, that's really, that's super interesting, Jeff. And I, I had not heard that story from you and I don't think I'd heard that story from Joe Bielard yeah. either. Um, yeah. And this is kind of a, this is kind of a bridge to our sequel, uh, flashy beauty yeah. paranormal Bigfoot, where we get into some yeah. of this kind of stuff. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's 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 very cool. Um, and, and just to yeah. go back just a half a step, too, I just wanted to say that um, when we were interviewing Joe at his house, he interrupted the interview about halfway through and was like, hey, I just mm-hmm. got an email or a call from a guy who just had a sighting two days ago. And um, yeah. we flipped out. I flipped out. I was like, Joe, whatever you got to do, you know, call him right now talk to him. We've got to interview this guy. We have to interview this guy to get these fresh feelings. Yeah. We literally like, yeah, that- we, we were so excited to get that news from Joe. We were just keeping our fingers crossed yeah. that you were going to be willing to talk to us about it because it's just so hard yeah. to get those fresh feelings. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, that's why I just grabbed my phone and uh, aimed it at the Creek and described what I was just saw just for prosperity. You know, I mean, uh, I wanted to record it for, you know, I wanted, I don't want to, and every time I talk about it, I, I, I'm pretty sure I say the same thing and it's, it's etched in my mind. It's permanent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think this is a good point to make to everybody out there. If you're, you know, if you can't get a photograph or video of a Bigfoot, which is almost yeah. next to impossible because they move so yeah. doggone fast get the raw yeah. emotions because that that's so hard to fake you know you're not you're not going to be able to, to to fake that kind of stuff people are going to be able to hear the cracking in your voice they're going to be able to see it in in yeah. you know the jitter the excitement you know what i mean and and that's what we got from you and in, in your video that that was a really yeah. cool piece to to be yeah. able to put into our movie 
Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the other weird thing is like Jim and I have had, uh, we can go into paranormal stuff. And I remember I, I, I've told you before I was going to give you a call and tell you about more of my paranormal stuff that you might want to use on your next show or, you know, movie. Uh, and I, I haven't called you to tell you about it because it, it, it's so far out there that you wouldn't believe me. But not, I'm sure you would believe me, but it's just so weird. But Jim, the guy I was with in Idaho, he and I have experienced so many things together in the same tent. And the next day, like, went over what we saw or heard or whatever. And, and we're like 99%, you know, uh, in agreement of what happened. Um, but uh, it, so it was funny after we saw the Bigfoot, uh, you know, two years ago uh, in the creek in Idaho. So we, you know, we finally end up getting back in his rig and, you know, we're driving like 10 miles an hour down the gravel road. And we just kind of start laughing. I'm like, dude, shouldn't we be like going, oh my God, we just saw a Bigfoot. You know, and we weren't freaking out. We were like, we were both like, well, we kind of knew we were going to see one event. You know, what's new? You know, it was just so weird. It was like, I don't know. I just, and we just kept like every 20 minutes, like, we just saw a Bigfoot back there <laughs> and you know we should be like you know driving 100 miles an hour down the road freaking out but we were just like dude it's cool it's just the weirdest thing i can't even tell you what it was like i mean when the unusual becomes usual like that uh, who do you hang out with jeff i mean at this point you know your yeah. friend your friend pod is becoming tinier yeah. and tinier because how can you relate to people that right. can't relate to something like that? Yeah, yeah, kind of like a dating pool. It's like, hi, my name's Jeff. I've been abducted <laughs> by UFOs. I've, you know, been mm -hmm. brain scanned. Been, you know, a couple of Bigfoots and blah blah blah. Hey, can I buy you a coffee sometime? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We need we need yeah. to start a Jill. You have to start a <laughs> dating site or something like that for desperately seeking Sasquatch or like. Um, foot fetish exactly. or something like that. I don't know what we would call it. George Nori is constantly pushing paradise or whatever. Paranormal date. Paranormal date. Oh, yeah. And, I'd, and I'd, the ad yeah. for it is terribly amusing. Yeah. If you it's haven't heard it, go to Coast to Coast and click on the, the paranormal dating app. And listen to the ad. It's it's worth Jeff, it. I, Jeff, I want you to sign up for this and let us know how it goes. Oh, that's funny. I've been saying <laughs> that for like 12 years. I started dating something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. Hey, Mike, you got yeah. any burning questions down there? I don't want to leave you out of the mix. You were along for the ride. Did you meet Jeff? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff's story was amazing. You know, I in my mind, I'm just curious how how the exit happened how did, how did bigfoot get out of scene so fast we've heard stories about you know dematerializing running so fast they're gliding how like how did that take place i'm just curious yeah yeah john uh john so i know you right mike uh my name, my name is mike i'm the, i was a kid yeah oh I, oh yeah mike i'm sorry my mike no, yeah. no worries uh, yeah mike uh well it was in the creek and it was probably 150 feet away and it i mean it's in a creek a very fast running creek with big rocks and when it looked up and it realized it was noticed and i could tell from the distance it was like oh shit they saw me 
And I saw it maybe posture to its left. So it was going to my right. And, but it was like, it was like, uh, you know, the, the, what was it? The old, the old cartoon exit stage, right. In a hurry. It was like gone, just like that. Just, it was a flash. You didn't even see it. You just saw like a, a squish just gone. Not not like a ton of water going all over the planet when it just kind of comes no, take nope, it off. It was nope. it was a one one motion kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean it's that's very interesting. Was, it was like you, you blink your eyes, it was gone. I mean it was just boosh right. gone in, in a flash in a flash of beauty. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. This it's this Brad. So so there was no after effects of, of it leaving like disturbances no. and brush or anything so you did you did you even get any sort of indication as to what direction it went off in uh it just went to my right which would be the creek the creek we were following just started flowing away from the road right there so it it bended around so it was about uh, 150 feet away from the road at that point but uh, it dropped down about 10 or 15 feet because all the, you know, the, the embankment and everything and a bunch of brush and stuff. And um, Jim even went, even went back there like a week later and took a, uh, a, a, a depth finder or, a, you know, a, a me- he, could, he could measure uh, his hunting tool to measure the distance. And it was like 150 feet where it was, but it was just, you know, there was some brush in the middle of the stream because the stream had a little little island in the middle of it where it was, so the water flowed on both sides. But there was you couldn't see anything move; it was just gone. And then, uh, yeah, there was no evidence, no evidence of anything. I I told Cliff, uh, that, you know, well, I won't talk about that. Go ahead. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can do that. We'll leave that. We'll leave that part of mystery. Um, one more, one more kind of question or point to Jeff is that I think people might be wondering, you know, were you guys like on a highway or? And I remember you telling no. us, and, and we wanted to be kind of covert about the location, um, yeah. per your wishes. But can you kind of describe how out in the wilderness you guys actually were and what kind of road this was? Oh yeah, it was a. Uh, uh... Well, if you coordinate it, you're, well, geez. Okay, you have to go through Pierce, Idaho to get there. And then at some point, you're, as the crow flies, you're not, you know, more than an hour from Missoula, Montana. But you're up on the panhandle of of Idaho. So I I, I don't want to give it away completely, but it's pretty remote. I mean, it's remote. You don't just go for a day drive, you know, normally. And, uh, but there are a lot of people that camp up there and whatnot. But for some reason, uh, two years ago, you know, during the heat wave, you know, there weren't a lot of campers because people probably weren't like, they're like, well, hell, it's too hot. We're not going to go camping. But it was right along this really beautiful creek. And I, I think we just caught this Bigfoot guy off, off guard and he didn't think people were up there. But, I would have thought that he knew we were there because, you know, every, uh, the five or six times I was there, uh, in the past, we had experiences almost every time, I guess every time, but once 
we had experiences of uh, of all kinds of weird fashions. But uh, uh, it's just it's just weird. I think we you just caught them off guard. It's just I always thought that the Bigfoot, oh, they know you're there before you got there, and they've got you know uh, people, you know, uh, there are other guys watching and they're alerting all their other you know family members. We we caught this guy completely off guard, and it's it's just the weirdest thing. You might say that Bigfoot are people too, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Oh well, I think they are people. I mean, they're they're a people. I mean, we're we are a people. They're a people. They have culture. They have language. They have families. You know, they have language and all that stuff. That's that that's how I really believe um, about them. Mm-hmm. They're not some dumb animal running around the woods for sure. You know, in part two, uh, Jeff, we get into the stranger aspects of uh, these stories that you and I have heard mm-hmm. along the way here. Um, yeah. you, earlier you mm-hmm. talked about healing. What do you make of these claims uh, as far as them having these puzzling powers? And what do you attribute it to? Because that is out of the realm of people as far as typical people. Well, uh, well I, I think with humans, there's a, a bit of a disconnect from God. Um, for one reason or the other. Um, um, I think we all have the power to heal, uh, you know, if we trust God and, and, and all that stuff. And for some reason, I think that we're so removed from our, our, our total, uh, na- nature that we were uh, given when we were created. Um, I, I think the Bigfoot people are still connected to all that. And, you know, they, they live within nature. They don't ruin their environments like we do. Um, and, and they're, you know, live off the land and they don't necessarily have to build fire, ruin stuff. And, um, and I, I just think that um, they're more in tune with God or, you know, nature and healing and, um, I had, I had experience up, up in that same camp that, uh, you know, I saw the Bigfoot two years ago. I had a experience where, um, I had a, a deep dream where my DNA was being healed or fixed or whatever, but I could see my DNA flowing and I, and I was in a deep, weird trance. And I feel like something healed my DNA. And that's a whole nother, that could be your next story, Brett. I don't know. I like it. It's fascinating. Yeah. What, do you, what do you know about your DNA needing to be fixed? Was there something that you noticed as far as you coming off of something or being healed? Was there... <laughs> Well, I think it, 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 it wasn't more, it wasn't like a, you know, uh, fixing cancer or fixing something like that. Uh, I think it was more fixing my brain, fixing my mindset, fixing my point of view, uh, fixing, uh, the way I, uh, looked at the world. Really. I think it, it just, it was like a reset or something, uh, of, you know, uh, just it just gra- it grounded me back to my roots or something. 
And this is Mike again, Jeff. So you noticed a huge, did you notice a big change in yourself and the way, you know, you walked in the world and lived in the world and saw things? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, maybe not right away. uh, Because when you're walking in your own shoes, you don't really see it until you, you know, walk away from, uh, I guess, the darkness and all of a sudden you see the lightness. Um, um, I... I, I heard from a lot of people like Arla Williams, uh, who was in the documentary. Uh, I was pretty close with her uh, a few years back, and she had talked about a great awakening that was coming. And I thought, oh, cool, great awakening. We're all going to be growing spiritually every time we get closer to Bigfoot. We're going to learn more and more. Well, I, I didn't really know what the great awakening was up until about three years ago when I realized, you know, the torment of the world that we're going through right now. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into politics. I just think it's good versus evil. Um, there, there's a lot of people that are waking up to like what's been going on bad in the world and people are waking up to like uh, it's good versus evil. And w- there's a lot of people waking up and we're, we're trying to change the direction of humankind. And I think that DNA thing that I went through kind of shifted my mind and my uh, whole life purpose in another direction. So that that's where at, that's at. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the way you're describing it, it reminds me of scripture. It reminds me the book of Genesis mm-hmm. where it talks about there being a, um, a return to the pre-flood situation and, and Noah well, and how there were giants in those days. Are you alluding to something akin to that? Well, I'm not alluding to that exactly, but I, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm just saying that we got to get back to the, to the ways that we were when we were connected with God and we were all, uh, you know, more spiritual and uh, you know, human beings were all connected together and, and, and we, you know, you know, we have to survive together and stuff. And there's been so many things over the last, you know, couple hundred years or thousands of years that are, you know, uh, factioning us off and cutting people off and, and, and creating groups and, 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 and hate and divisions and stuff and trying to ruin us and take God out of the equation. And so I, I'm just saying that, um, I just, I, I think that we, we need to come back to God and as a, as a human race and, uh, somehow I, I think the Bigfoot people are still connected to that. I could be wrong. Some people say they're evil or, you know, satanic, whatever, but I, I haven't experienced that yet. But all I know is that my journey with the Bigfoot thing has made me more spiritual connected to god and changed my views about the whole world and uh for the better i think and and i i i kind of want to pass the word along and 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 help people you know realize that we're all in this together if that makes any sense that makes it's this is brett jeff that makes a lot of sense and um yeah you know we've been hearing we've we've been doing uh, we've done a couple of, of screenings of the, the sequel and we've heard from 
a couple of people that they, they have some concerns about the paranormal aspect of our film and what it could mean and yeah. what it can entail and not to get too deep into that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's, there certainly is some, in my opinion, some kind of fire and brim, brimstone thinking um, mm. that kind of goes along with that a little bit that, you know, that there's <laughs> witchcraft and occultism and stuff that's involved in that. And I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think that's the case. Um, because uh, we, yeah. we have seen, uh, there certainly is, there's no question in my mind that there is a, a constant battle being waged against good and evil. That, that's apparent in, in our Everybody. society and in, in, in every pillar of our society, there's a war against good versus evil. But, you know, some, yeah. of the, some of the generosity and the kindness and the personalities of the Bigfoot people that we've seen through the interviews um, have been um, overwhelming in a lot of ways, you know, especially when you yeah. get into the stories of the gifting and whatnot. And then, and yeah. then the story that you told about the healing. And um, that's not the first time, nor will it be the last time that we hear that. So, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I think that a lot of it just comes down to, you know, people, and this is kind of really the whole point of what we're trying to do with the Flash of Beauty is just getting people to open their minds to these, these, I don't even want to use the word mystical. I mean, these are, these are the laws of the universe that we don't quite understand yet. And it's, it's naive yeah. of us and ignorant of us to think that that because we don't understand that they're evil, you know. And so the the sequel to to a flash of beauty is going to get into that. It's going to get into some of the science of that and and how you know yeah. frequencies and vibrations and and spirituality mm -hmm. and what oh, yeah. really open our eyes and and help affect us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think a uh, uh, a lot of people who have had encounters of whatever kind. And, and 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 maybe had negative feelings about it or had a bad effect or you know scared the shit out of i think it's more of a reflection of their soul uh agreed so agreed yeah yeah, yeah. well and 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 fear is around every corner in our society right now you know yeah. i mean you know if you're a parent you send your kids to school you're you worry about violence in schools, which is, wasn't a thing when we were kids. That wasn't even a thing. It was bullying. That was, that was the thing. You didn't worry about somebody showing up with a gun, yeah. you know, and the same is yeah. true with, you know, any other variety of thing, whether it's, in, and, and people are hurting other people tremendously with their, their words, yeah. you know, and their intentions, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, the suicide rate is up because of just negative thoughts and feelings that are projected against other people. So, so the, the yeah. negativity that, and to me, some of that is spiritualism, you know, um, how, how other people can like really infect another person's mind through yeah. simple ideas and thoughts and things and stuff like that. And, and, and that's just, yeah. it's not the way that nature intended it to be. No, you're right. And I think a lot of these people there, they've, uh, lost their connection with god or the universe whatever you want to call it i call it god and i'm just going to say it jesus christ and once you lose that connection then all these bad things can happen to you and i'm not not saying that you know a good christian that's got a good relationship with jesus christ is going to have bad things happen to him but i really think that's just this that's at the heart and soul of what's going on right now in this world there's it's good versus evil. It's, it's, it's Satan versus God right now. And there's a battle going on, man. I got to tell you, it really is. But I didn't know if you wanted to go down that road, but it, there's, and, and, and if you're, 
the reflection that you know people get from these bigfoot experiences when mm. when it's bad it's usually shoot first ask questions later kind of people <laughs> you just listen to the Sasquatch right. chronicles yeah every, right. every guy that uh, he interviews well i was out there with my you know uh, big old gun and i was gonna kill bigfoot and all of a sudden i got scared and it scared me you know i mean think about it you know it's good versus evil it's where your mind's at where your heart and soul is at man you, yeah. you gotta you, we all gotta start loving each other it's true it's so true it's so true and i want to be fair to the listening audience out there that is of diverse religious and spiritual yeah. beliefs too you know and 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 we wanted to portray that in both films and we we feature Farouk mm-hmm. Muhammad who is who is a muslim and um mm-hmm. and he talks about what he's read in the quran and had, and what you know some of the things that god says um yeah allah says in the quran about nature and spirits and how he how allah is the the lord of the worlds and in this case Farouk calls uh-huh. him god but um mm-hmm. but the main point is that that love is is really what we all need here and you yeah. know we all need to be loving the environment in which in which these these individuals live in we need to love the environment mm-hmm. for ourselves for them we need to love each other you know regardless of of what your belief system is i mean i think that's something mm-hmm. that we can all agree on is that yeah. love rules all you know and that yeah. and that really oh. helps to 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 get us back to that spiritual place <clears throat> love that brother yeah you guys no, I, are I just agree. doing a full love fest here. This is Tove. I'm going <laughs> to smack you both in. The, <laughs> you've got a smart ass on the, the phone here, just about <laughs> ready to die with all the love talk. But in a way, <laughs> I mean, I understand what you're saying, too, as far as coming together mm-hmm. here. We live in such a weird polarizing time now <laughs> to where the Muslim and the Christian can both agree on the concept of good and evil and say, hey, this is different. We we all notice this now. We're all noticing mm-hmm. this, and the friends that we have uh, mm-hmm. are so diverse and unique that um, you know the Ted Nugents of the world are aligning with the JFKs of the world. And so, at what time in history would you ever see that? But now, and of course, you know, there's no taboo topics on this podcast at all. Yeah. But you know, I don't think Sasquatch gets into politics. They're more Jeff, what do you think? I mean, one thing I've learned is that Sasquatch seems to be interested in the intent of the visitor. Yeah. They're constantly looking at the intent. Right. It's your intent, your heart, your soul. The politics is the outlying part. You you, you can, whatever politics you're into is separate from, uh, you know, love and stuff. And, and, And I've always thought that we are all connected by by there's a there's a god we are created we are all points of light not to sound like george bush uh but we are all points of light and we're all connected to the the bright light that brought us here and once we realize that we're all points of light and we're all connected you know come on you know what's the old song you know come on everybody you know let's get together love right now whatever you know we're all connected, man. We're we're not separate, you know. Skin color and religion and all that stuff is a bunch of bullshit. We're, we're all human beings. We're all created by the same creator. And once we get on board with that, then we can probably get somewhere. 
Jill? Yes. Sorry, I was busy working on my dating profile for paranormal. <laughs> sorry, just kidding. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm not no. on there yet, but I'll, I will. No, can I? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff, can you? So one thing I remember is after we wrapped your interview, you mm-hmm. shared with me some of the other things you've encountered mm-hmm. in the woods. Would you care to share some of those yeah. stories of other things you've seen? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there was the, the brain scanning I, I mentioned earlier where I felt like I was being brain scanned and I could see my DNA and I woke up and uh, I saw a Bigfoot in my tent. And then there was, uh, uh, the, I think the night, the first night, the night before that, I saw all these flashing lights everywhere, like the cops were show that showed up at the, at the campsite. And I woke up and I looked out the front of the tent and, and I woke Jim up and I said, Jim, wake up. Our fire started up by itself. And he said, oh, it did. And we had this campfire. Uh, that we doused out with, you know, a five-gallon bucket of water the night before, and all of a sudden we've got these twin flames that are side by side, uh, uh, going going from, and I call them dancing flames, like like one of those blow, balloon blow-up features that are air is being blown through them, where they fly up and they, you know, flutter around. Anyway, it was side by side fires going from like five feet to 10 or 12 feet side by side, two different flames uh, in, in the middle of the night, out of nowhere, woke me up because of the brightness. And, and there were two huge, like at least 10 foot tall black figures walking around those flames for like 20 minutes. And Jim saw it. I saw it. And then at one point the flame completely diminished, went out and both of us went back to sleep instantly. Wow. Wow. Um, I got a question for you, Jeff. So that's amazing. Yeah. So, and I can't wait for you to see the sequel cause we've got some crazy stuff in it, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a very interesting story. What, so this is something that's kind of bothered me. Um, since, since we really started getting into this going all the way back mm-hmm. to 2020, when we started the first film, why mm-hmm. is it, I mean, you know, they're obviously aware that there's humans present. So this, a yeah. lot of this seems like it's a show, like it's like, Hey guys, check yeah. this out or, or whatever, you yeah. know, in, 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 um, what's his face? Uh, Mike in, um, sorry guys, help me out. Mike in Canada, in Ontario, Canada, yeah. um, has a ports happen all the time. You know, marbles come out of thin air and this, this will happen to people, um, guests, mm-hmm. you know, I know the, uh, the guy from that wrote and directed, uh, letters from a big man. Um, he was yeah. up there and he was seeing these things just kind of, you know, peer out of thin air, so on and so forth. I mean, so many people have got these stories of these fantastical things happening right in front of their very eyes, including these two men that yeah. in, in the sequel. What, what, what's going on? What's, what's your theory here? What are they trying to, to show us or, or convince us of? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I know when I saw the dancing flames and the brain scanning thing, I think they were just the, uh, uh, maybe I was ready to 
hear the message or get the message or uh, I'm not saying I was chosen, but I think I was an, an audience for them to where they're like, Hey, we're going to show you this uh, event. And, and I was just lucky to be there at the time or whatever and experienced it. And I don't really know what to make of it, but to tell people about it and they can make of it what they want. But it's been profound for me in my life and uh, my spiritual growth. And I don't know, man, I I, I really can't. There's really no answer. I think the answer lies within each of us. Whatever you take from it is what you're going to get. And I'm just I can't wait to get out there again in another month and go to that same spot and see what happens next time. Mike. Yeah. You, you kind of answered my question there, but maybe we can dive into this a little bit more, but like, you know, I was just wondering, you know, why I, I would love to see something. I would love to be open enough to see something myself. I haven't yet, but what uh-huh. makes, <laughs> what makes you and, and a, you know, a myriad of other people that we've interviewed. What like what are the characteristics that make you chosen to see this stuff? Oh. Um, okay. Well, I mean, there's no real answer to that, but um, uh, I know that I've gone out in the woods before. I'm like, I'm gonna find a bigfoot. I'm gonna discover this. I'm gonna find that. Blah blah blah. You know, I'm gonna go out here and run through the woods and grab a camera. And then one 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 time, I finally said, you know what? I'm just going to go out to the woods, have a good time, laugh with my friends, bullshit, maybe have a couple of beers, and I'll let Bigfoot find me. And ever since I got in that mindset, that's when all kinds of stuff started happening. I used to have a friend, Jeff, that said, um, my gas for their hairy ass. And I think that's exactly yeah. what he meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's all about hanging out at the end of the road and keeping yeah. an open mind. I So well, I want to add in like a, a, a footnote here too, yeah. just because yeah. the, I, just because I know in all fairness, I know there's a lot of folks out there that are listening to this podcast that are probably yeah. pretty firmly planted in the flesh and blood world. And I just want to say that I, I totally understand that. I totally agree mm-hmm. as to how, and why you would you would have those feelings and stuff and and, mm-hmm. and we do get a lot into the paranormal and obviously we have a sequel coming out but i just want to kind of say to people out there really listen to what what folks like jeff have to say because w- when you do when you start listening don't 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 you know set it aside you know make a note or two because you're going to start hearing these stories more and more often and there's something yeah. happening right now i think in the balance of the universe mm-hmm. or whatever call it cult the awakening whatever but yeah. um there are things happening right now in the bigfoot world the ufo world that are cross-pollinating and there's mm-hmm. there's very similar things that are happening in fact we were just in las vegas earlier today and we got a we got a, a taxi and we were talking to the guy we were joking about ufos and stuff and i said to the guy uh-huh. I was like, what about this alien that was in this backyard? And he's like, oh, I don't know much about yeah. it. I was telling him, I was like, yeah. Look. I said, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's a hoax and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not a hoax. And I think maybe I mentioned this in a couple of episodes on this podcast before, but 
I said, the reason I, I don't think it's a hoax is because that that 15 year old kid specifically said that when he looked at the alien and it was a couple of aliens. He said when he looked at the alien in the craft yeah. or aliens in the craft, they were blurry. And he didn't know yeah. how else to 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 say that. And I said to the, yeah. the taxi driver, I said they were cloaking just like Bigfoot do. They were using the same methodology, the same vibrational frequency or whatever to try and obscure their identities or yeah. obscure yep. the impact of, of scarring that 15 or 16 year old kid from seeing something that would scare the crap out of him and potentially mm -hmm. cause, cause damage in his brain. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they know, they yeah. know that there's, there's people out there that can't handle some of this stuff. Um, so anyways, I'm just, I'm just saying, I just, I just wanted to go on a rant to say that, you know, for you out there that are, that are very skeptical and whatnot, just keep listening with an open mind because you're going to hear a lot of similarities from folks yeah. that have never met each other. Yeah. That's a good point, Brett. Yeah. Well, you know, in the last few moments we have with you, Jeff, as far as people that want to look into this, let's go back to Jeff before he was Jeff the Bigfooter. That's your new nickname, by the way. What would you tell the noob <laughs> out there that's looking this as far as ways to not waste their time, how to approach this, some missteps you made along the way for them to avoid, and maybe some tips? Yeah, well, um, yeah, you don't, you don't have to go, you know, deep in the wilderness, you know, and and park your rig and hike in 20 miles. You don't have to do that. Uh, you know, if you're looking for Bigfoot, if that's what you want to do, uh, all you got to do is go somewhere woodsy. Doesn't have to be that woodsy. Just go and be yourself and be pure of heart. Maybe, maybe say some prayers. And uh, when I had my most amazing Bigfoot experiences, I, I walked around uh, the area that I was at and I, I think, god and i thank jesus and i thank uh the bigfoot people for letting me be here and my heart was wide open and and i just let it come to me you don't have to go looking for it let it let it come to you and uh oh so i'll just say when i had those uh experiences i talked about earlier with the brain scan and the uh uh the, the the twin flames and you know the twin you know the fires and stuff uh the first night i was there i grabbed a guitar went up went up the embankment on the side of camp grabbed my guitar and i and i played imagine by john lennon and sang it and i, I dedicated it to the forest people and it, and as soon as i got done with the last note this thing came in my head and said well, that was nice, but let's but let's hear something of your own. And I went, what? And so I made up a song and I dedicated it to the forest people, the Bigfoot people, and I just made up a song and I made these chords up and stuff. And I was like, I got done. I'm like, okay, done. Walked in, back, walked in, down back to camp and uh, joined everybody else. And then that night, you know, the next three nights was incredible. It was crazy. So you serenaded Sasquatch. That might have to be the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you remember any, you have any, remember any of the lyrics perhaps to sing us out I, here, I, Jeff? I, please, please I, remember some lyrics. Uh, Toby Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love Young it. Young Toby 
look at your life. You're a lot like me was. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember any of the words. I, I knew I forgot them right away. But okay. it, it, you, your heart has to be pure, man. You, you got to be, you just got to, you got to forgive and you got to love and you got to open up. And, and I'm guilty of not doing that every day of my life. But, you know, you, you just got to get rid of, you ask for forgiveness. And and just thank God for everything you have and just make your heart pure, man. And all kinds of good things. And it, it may not be Bigfoot, you want, but it might be just great things from your neighbor. All of a sudden your neighbor loves you and 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 your community is a better place. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. And yet, just to make a point here, Jeff, you're very disconnected from tech. Is that true? Oh, not really, but I'm I'm oh. off of, you know, off of social media. Okay. For like the last five. But, okay. you know, I've got a smartphone, of course, and I, okay. you know, but I, but I, I don't really get involved with a lot of stuff, but I, I, I try to. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, maybe that has something to do with it being a little disconnected here. I'm only saying you're very yeah. disconnected because you'd never had any success logging on with Zoom, but that doesn't mean anything in, yeah. you know, per se as someone like brett who yeah. knows tech inside and out you're different than, well, than brett for sure in that category yeah but you what you know come out with the woods with me and we'll just disconnect and we will just we'll, we'll pray and we'll just like disconnect from everything and just be one with nature and and i guarantee you, you'll have a good time whatever happens so, there you go you're gonna see but let's that's what we got to get back to man that's what life and people and humans are all about. And, and, and we're so caught up in all this other crap. It's hard, man. It's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. And it gets worse every day. We're poison, poisoning yeah. our minds, poisoning our bodies, poisoning our spirits, yeah. poisoning right. our environment. But we can't escape the poison and that's got to yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Jeff, thanks for your valuable time here and uh, look forward to, to meeting you again in real life. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, man. Anytime, man. I'll be retired in about a month. So, Oh, my gosh. I'm a mailman away. retiring? Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. I didn't know you guys yeah, did that. You. That's cool. Wait a minute. Are oh, you? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you retiring or are you becoming a full-time Bigfooter? <laughs> well, I'm retiring from the post office and I'll be a big time or a full time, whatever I want. And no, I mean, you know, I, I, I love big footing, but I've been out of it for a few years. I think since the last time I saw Toby, it's kind of like, it dwindled. Uh, it's been like five years or something. Well, God, maybe, maybe longer than that, but I just, uh, I don't know. I just, kind of lost touch with some people and I've kind of done my own thing and I've kind of put the Bigfoot thing on the back burner, but I, I think it's always there in the back of my mind. I and mean, I don't think there's a day goes by that I don't think about Bigfoot. And I don't think I, it's not a day go by, goes by that I don't think about Jesus and God and, you know, salvation and forgiveness and that stuff either. But uh, I've met too many people and Toby might know who I'm talking about who made Bigfoot a 
a freaking religion. And I got really turned off by that. And so I turned down some of the crowds that I hung out with because of that. Uh, and, and, and now that I've cut off ties with some of them, I, I still miss them. And I'd like to have more a relationship with some of those people again, but you, you can't make Bigfoot a religion or anything religion. Cause that's not a religion. It's not a belief system. It's, it, it's real and it's there, but you can't let it overtake your mind. Thank you, Jeff, man. Appreciate it. Right on. Pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on and and being open and transparent and telling us everything that we need to know. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, way more transparent than I thought. (laughs) That's the way we like it. We're good at it. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Thanks, Jeff. This has been a Resonance Production podcast. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at bigfootrevealedpod at gmail.com. Also, If you're just discovering the Flash of Beauty universe, you can watch our documentary on most major streaming platforms.